You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? We're back again. The Dad Bod Golf Pod. Kyle and Ben. What's up, Ben? Oh, man, not a lot to it. I mean, great weekend. We're still employed by the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Yes. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't been fired yet. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> so this is episode three, and we have a ton to talk about. Uh, yes. A lot of stuff around from our uh, rounds of the weekend, a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend. And then at the end, we have a special treat. We have a uh, Friday, we got a call. We got an interview with um, Michael Johnson, who mm-hmm. is a former collegiate All-American. Along with all kinds of other awards from crazy awards while he was at Auburn. I mean, if you, I, I told you, if, if you go to, if you're curious who we're talking about, you can go to auburntigers.com. They still, they keep all the stats of all their former players up. Just uh, search his name and I can promise you the first page, probably three fourths of the page is a list of all the bullet points of awards he won while at Auburn. And we caught him on Friday mm-hmm. on his way to play in the U.S. Open. I mean, and he, I made no bones about it. I mean, when we tell you, when we sat, when we sat down an interview with him and, and, and we'll play that at the end, uh, we got to hear the the good, bad, and ugly from qualifying, yeah. uh, which he did locally uh, over at Callaway um, right. and the, and the local say, but, and he's, he's getting hot at the right time. Yes. And, uh, and he's, he's got a couple of cool, I'm not going to give anything away. He's got a couple of cool experiences. If, if playing in the U S open, is not cool enough of, a, of an experience. Um, it, on one hand, I want him to do really well because he is representing Auburn. He's, he's representing the state of Alabama. I mean, he's a Birmingham kid. Right. Uh, and um, But on the other hand, if he doesn't do well, we get to see him here locally at the AU Club whenever <laughs> that tournament comes through. Right, when he comes back for the form <laughs> tour event, right. Exactly. So we're not going to spoil anything else. Y'all stick around for that at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll just kind of get into it. So, uh, Ben, did you play any golf this weekend? Man, I played Sunday. Um, it was really cool because the, there's a junior event taking place um, Monday and Tuesday of this week uh, with, and when I say, I can't say from around the state, from everywhere, the kids behind us were from Atlanta. The kids in front of us were from Pensacola, Florida. Um, the most impressed I was with was I, they looked, I don't know ages now, 14, 15, 16. They, they weren't 18 year olds. A um, couple of girls in front of us. I don't know that they missed a fairway all day long. So that was I missed a lot of fairways all day long. Uh, and then a um, couple of kids behind us. Uh, one was in the 16 to 18 year old division. And the other one was the eight to 10 division and the eight to 10 division kid on 15, which is the Island green at at RTJ. Um, he, now he did play from what would be considered probably the ladies tees, but now the kids probably four foot, nothing. Right. Um, he he was hitting two balls. They were playing two balls. Everybody in front of us playing two balls every hole. Everybody behind us playing two balls every hole. Uh, it was their quote unquote practice round. Um, he stuffed it twice to within like ten feet. Nice. And one of them even had some action on it because he threw it up on the hill to bring it back. Yeah. And because uh, pin was front left, um, I missed the green that hole. So that just lets you know That's why trouble. I'm not playing in in junior uh, and did not get up and down. I did stay dry, <laughs> but I didn't get up and down. Um, so it was it was a fun day, uh, you know. A couple of buddies of mine, the fourth stood us up. So I was riding all by myself. So I had my music player, and I was typical dad in the zone. Uh, it was hot, yes, and was so hot with them being so busy. Uh, the water buckets went dry like the last probably five holes. So Oof. I was struggling, and finally the cargo came around on sixteen, and I was like, I gotta have a bottle of water. Yeah. Um, at, at that point, I had to put the beer away because <laughs> it was, I mean, it was so hot. I didn't want to be dehydrated. Right. Uh, but it was a fun time indeed. Ended up shooting uh, 79, um, had a couple of doubles, didn't have any birdies. Uh, but still, it's always good just to get out on the weekend and hack it. Yeah. We played as well. Uh, we have our, have, I'm the commissioner of a little monthly, <laughs> a little monthly get together. We try to have a big group monthly. And uh, I played the longest round of golf I think I've ever played in my whole life. I don't know. Mine was pretty, you texted me yesterday. We teed off at 1.30, and we got off of the course at about 6.45. I, it, was, it was absolute You got me. We had a 12.50. Misery. 
12, Misery. 12.50, and I got off the course at 5.50. Yeah, it was so it, – it's been pretty wet in our area this mm-hmm. past week, so we had the dreaded cart path <laughs> only, which – Dad bods don't do well with oh man. cart path only. Cart, cart path only is like – just deflates you as soon as you walk in the clubhouse <laughs> and you see that sign. It's just absolutely deflating. Depending on the course, you might as well walk. You might as well just say no carts at all, period. Yeah. <laughs> just don't let them out uh, because – you know, where I played at Robert Trent at, at the Opelika course, the car and any Robert Trent course, the, the car paths are so far away from fairways, greens and tees because they want the aesthetics to be pleasing. Right. Which is fine. I appreciate that. But it just, man, you get and the sign was on the door when I went through to check in yesterday. Mm. Sorry for the inconvenience. It makes you almost want to turn around and just leave. I know. <laughs> but it was so so you're talking, you know, Almost a almost six hour round. Uh, you're waiting fifteen minutes on the tee box on the fairways on the greens, and it creeped in my head a little bit. Uh oh. Yep. Got a little frustrated. Uh, I started off pretty pretty solid, and uh, I was one under through five, and then the bogey train got on me. Oh boy. Uh, but I ended up shooting seventy eight. Didn't uh, only had one birdie though. And the back nine was the most brutal back nine ever. It was the most. Oh, it was just, it was awful. See, was the awful. difference between you and me is, is I had the uh, kids both in front and behind practice. So we expected to be long because when yeah. they got to the green, they would putt at the different pin locations to see, just kind of get a feel for it. So, so you kind of knew going into it. You can't yell at kids either. No, no. I wanted to yell at their parents. I, that, let me tell you something. These parents that watch over these kids and oh, they yeah. take this way too serious. These kids oh, are having fun. They, they, they. As I said, the girls didn't miss a fairway in front of us all day. And the dads are charting stuff and doing it's like their glorified caddy. And it's like, man, just let them play. <laughs> Trust me, they have got this figured out way. Because one, one dad was playing with his son. Of course. And it was, and they backed him up a little bit. They weren't playing from the orange, but they weren't playing from the tips. They had special tees set up for him. Right. And he fit the age range where he had to play. So the dad was playing from there. This dude needed to be playing from the women's tees. He did not need to be playing from even the orange tees or the white tees. Like, there's a thing that says tee it forward. Yeah. This guy needed to do Get that. up there. And I know he wanted to spend time with his son. Sure. I get it. But his son, at some point, should have said, it was taking long anyway. He right. should have said, after I hit, we'll just pull forward and let you hit from up here. He had a, <laughs> I, There's no doubt he put up triple digits and then some. Ooh. Easy. Easy shot, one twenty, one one twenty five. You can do that out there. Um, there were a few times he just he put it in his pocket. He didn't want to be in the way, uh, but they and he wasn't so bad because we were with him a lot of the times because we were being on the tee box at the same time. There's such a weight, and he talked to us and and he didn't seem to be riding his his son and and giving him advice. Which it's if you watching his game, you tell why he wasn't giving his son advice. It's the old saying, you know, guy that's shooting over ninety trying to give me swing advice. Come on, bro. Yeah. We're not doing that. And then, uh, but the other dad up there with the two girls, just let them. Uh, clearly, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They haven't missed a fairway all day. They haven't missed a green all day. Let it go, man. I guarantee because he didn't have his clubs with him. He was in coach mode. He wasn't in. He wasn't in dad mode. He was in coach mode. And then at one point in time, he was on his phone talking to somebody, and the girl was needing some advice oh, and gosh. waiting. And I was like, bro, this Let's is, get it going. Yeah, come on, man. Don't be that guy. Uh, so, yeah, that was um, – don't don't be that dad. To all you dads out there that have kids that are getting into the game. Let them play, man. Just yeah. let them learn. Let There's them a reason the yeah. pros – Tony Finau, and, and I told you John Daly said this, but Tony Finau, that was one thing somebody had asked him because his – his son, his he's got a bunch of kids. I think he's got like four or five kids. And his son's getting into golf. And they said, well, when he got into golf, like, how did you, what did you do? And he was like, we teed it up every single time. I gave him a driver or a three wood. I did not allow him to hit irons. And I just let him tee it up and hit it as far as he possibly could. Yep. We can work on everything else later. <laughs> um, but that's, but it, bomb it. it rewards them. Yeah. Because they sure. hit it good. They catch a couple of good ones and they think this is fun. They want to hit driver anyway. They don't need to be hitting out of divots and no. out of the rough. It's like, so Tony said, I just take a tee out there and tee it up. And he'd play where I played from and I just let him pound it away. Let him go. And uh, not this dad that we saw. So if the pros are telling you that's what you should do, do that. Don't be coach dad. Just be dad. 
here's a qu- here's another story of who not to be. Okay, Uh-oh. so this is real quick, and then we'll move into actual talking about actual pro golf stuff. So, so we're playing. Like I said, slowest round ever. We had a threesome and a foursome in our group, and we were the foursome behind. And it was literally. I mean, we would pull up to a tee box. And there'd be a there'd be a group on the tee box. There'd be our group and right behind them, and then it'd be us. So mm-hmm. it's basically we could have played together. So we waited to the back nine, and we got to hole number eleven. There was a twosome behind us by the front nine, and they just left. So uh, we get on eleven. We're like, all right, we're just going to all play together. I mean, this is ridiculous. We're yeah, just nobody behind play. us now. There's, no, there's yeah. nobody behind us. So we get on the tee box. We play eleven, and we play pretty fast. And when we finish, we're actually still waiting on the group in front of us. That that was only a foursome. So you can just imagine it was just stack, stack, stack. I get a call from the clubhouse. Somebody told on you. Yeah, no, got to break up. You can't can't play seven. Can't play seven. So I'm I'm, this point, I'm mad. mad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm big mad right now. So I waited. So there's a, a point at our course between 11, 12, and thirteen. If you're up on the hill on twelve, mm-hmm. you can see the tee box all the way down to the fairway, all the way to the green on twelve, and then you can see the tee box on thirteen. Yeah. So I made it a point. To let this twosome behind us that called and told tattled on us, I made it a point for them to be able to see. Count, I said, count them up, <laughs> count them up. There's us on the tee box. They're in the fairway. They're in the green. They're on the tee box. Don't be that guy. Like, no. first of all, people don't like playing seven. There's that's not fun. Playing in a group of seven is is, is not that fun. No, because <laughs> there's people everywhere. It's chaos. Maybe take five minutes and just kind of assess the situation and, and figure out, Hey, are they being jerks or is it really backed up and there's nowhere to go? Yeah. You always have to look if there's nowhere to go like that. One of the marshals said yesterday, they, they kept apologizing to us because we were some of the regulars. Everybody else was out there for a practice round. Right. And, and I said, I, I said, it's okay. They're, they're play. There's nowhere for them to go. Cause he said, well, I've told them not to practice when they get to the green. And I said, yeah, but they can't go anywhere. Like, yeah, we're fine with it. So if we're not, we're one of the few regulars out here. Yeah. So let them, let them do their thing. Cause they're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. The people behind us are not pushing us cause they're practicing too. Right. So I, I was, yeah, don't be, don't be called the clubhouse guy anyway. You know, this has happened to me. I, I hate to do go off on this tangent, but it brings up a story. <laughs> so I'm playing, uh, I get paired up with uh, a couple of people. Um, me and a buddy of mine are playing. This is years ago. This is when I actually played really good golf. Um, and um, we get paired up, and it's at a at a local club. I, it's going to remain nameless. Someone will probably figure out who it is. Uh, and my buddy that's listening, because he actually downloads his podcast, he's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so Put him on blast. They said, do we want to um, – do Do you guys want to – you want to gamble a little bit? You want to put a little something on it? And we're like, yeah, sure, why? Absolutely. And so – and he – you know, my buddy's probably – at this time, he's probably playing to like, a, I don't know, a 12, 14, something like that. I'm playing like at a 10, uh, something of that nature. And so he goes, okay – well, I had the round of my life when we got to the back. I birdied 10. No, I eagled 10. I birdied 11. I birdied 12. I, bur- I lipped out an eagle on 13. Should have been a birdie. Yeah. And then I birdied 14. Dude that we're playing against calls a clubhouse to verify my handicap. <laughs> and he said, you're not a 10. You're a 9. You're 9-2. I said, so a stroke. Yeah. Bro, I'm Points, playing lights out right now. Yeah. You you're getting whipped regardless of what yeah. Just eat it. It doesn't matter if I'm like if you were playing him as a zero. Yes. You're still stroking. I'm yes. <laughs> and it it honestly, I wish I bet you're just playing for hundreds and thousands of dollars too. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean it was it was I think it, it He's was, handicapped checking over like 20 bucks. He's basically <laughs> we're basically playing like $5 birdies and so and that's it. Oh, okay. And then maybe a five, maybe $5 per hole on top of it. Yeah. But he's at this like they want a few on the front. So at this point he's maybe down what $15. Yeah. Even though I'm playing lights out like oh, yeah. we've caught up and I've passed him and it ruined my round, man. I like doubled 17 and 18 to get back to normal golf life. Uh, oh, yeah, I was like, heated for about I was heated for about four or five holes. Oh, and the the thing is, and we still won money. Yeah, and then and then that was the best part. 
So he was like, well, here. And I said, I don't want it, man. Keep your money. Yeah. Like you, you clearly, it, it's more important to you than it is me you, since you call the clubhouse. Since you handicapped check. Yeah. Since you handicapped check. <laughs> I was so mad. The, the, the thing that made me even more mad is so we played like, so we split back up and I'm hollering the whole time, you know, <laughs> still waiting, still waiting. So we played 12, 13, 14. We get to 14. We look, they hit the loop and leave. <laughs> They oh, said wow. they were tired of waiting. I think he kind of figured out, oh, I'm, I made a mistake. Yeah, I shouldn't have called. But um, you know, speaking of, don't be that guy. <laughs> we got to talk about uh, another. Don't be that guy. We got to talk about the PGA event this weekend. Yes. and probably one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> seen in a PGA event. You know, they played uh, this week at uh, Congaree in South Carolina, which mm-hmm. is a cool story in and of itself. But because uh, they couldn't do the RBC, is it RBC Open in Canada, the mm-hmm. Canadian Open, whatever it is, that's this event, because they're still shut down for whatever reason um, we won't talk about. But anyway, so they had that's the P- John Rom. He can tell you why. Yeah, John Rom can tell you We'll why. get to that so, momentarily. Yeah, so they're playing, and I think this was either, um, I think this was uh, either Thursday or the Thursday or Friday round. In the South, a, a, a rainstorm in the summer can literally just appear out of nowhere. Like been doing it every day for the last week and a half. Don't look at your weather apps. Don't look at anything like that. Cause literally I don't know how it even happens. It's like defies science, but like they just spin up out of nowhere. There's a reason the meteorologists put 20% chance of rain every, every day. day. There's <laughs> a chance it's going to rain. <laughs> Absolutely. So J- JT Poston, they're somewhere in the middle of the round oh, man. and they have one of these sunshine rains. So not only not only can they come up out of nowhere, it can just pour on you when the sun's shining. Like yes. you have no idea where is this coming from. So it absolutely starts just torrential downpour, and and JT Poston looks at his caddy uh, Aaron Fleener, and Fleener's looking through the bag frantically and. There's no umbrella. There's no. <laughs> There's no umbrella. There's no poncho. He was looking. For, he said he was looking through the back. They didn't even have rain gear. Nothing. He didn't even have he like had a, absolutely nothing. He didn't have a jacket to put on. Yeah, it's the caddy. I mean. All right, I'm not going to say caddies don't have a, a, a tough job, but like there's there's a few like basic things you have to make sure that you have. You got to have enough balls and you got you got to have tees. You got to make sure all the clubs are in the bag and in the south in the summer you got to make sure you have an umbrella or at least some sort of rain gear. Some it's kind it's of rain one gear. thing for you to get wet. It's another thing for your guy to get wet. Colt Nose, Colt Nose had the line of the weekend. The announcer he said that uh, the course will dry out faster than <laughs> than JT Post, and and his facial expressions are hilarious. I mean, this dude is literally there's not a dry thread on him. No, it's absolute. It's absolutely hilarious. The best was his playing partner because at one point in time, I guess they make eye contact. You know, because players don't talk a lot during the round. If they do, yeah. it's when they're walking between holes. But at one point in time, the the video that got posted, if you look at the reaction of of posting because I guess the playing partner must have laughed at him or Everybody's said something to him. Everybody's kind of laughing, and then he laughs because he's on the green and he like looks up at the playing partner. The playing partner's like dying laughing, so he gives a little chuckle, a little giggle, like I know, man, what are you gonna do? This is another funny thing. If at the very front, I, I retweeted this video, so y'all go check out Dad by Golf Pod on Twitter. I retweeted the video. In the background, you can see like the old Marshall dudes, like. First off, they're handing out ponchos. So, like, they have their stuff. They're, like, handing out ponchos to everybody. And then they're struggling getting them on. Those clear ones are, like, they're impossible to put. They are. Yeah. You're going to rip all, You're gonna rip at least two extra armholes out of those. You can't ever make out. The clear ones, you can't make out where the holes are. So, you yeah. just stick it over. It fits like a trash bag. And then you kind of panic a little bit because you kind of feel like you're, you kind of feel like you're in a straight jacket. Yeah. So, so you, this dude's soaking wet. And then you see dudes passing out ponchos in the background. And then you see... Um, pops trying to get his poncho on and he's getting his buddy to come over and help him get his arms through his sleeves. It's just everybody's laughing. It's hilarious. Well, and somebody they, had made a good point on Twitter because that they said, did his caddy not think about going and asking a marshal for it? Because you can't ask for swing advice, you can't ask for clubs, but you can ask for an umbrella. Surely. Like somebody in the audience or a crowd may have had surely. an umbrella. So after about the the hundredth uh Umbrella joke. I, uh, Fleener got on Twitter. Fleener is a good uh, at Aaron Fleener. Yes. He's a good, good dude to follow. He has some funny stuff, but he said that he said that it was a mutual decision for them to not pack the umbrella. Sure, <laughs> I guarantee he you said, that decision doesn't happen again this this rest nah, of the season. No, nah. he he said that he thought they thought if it started to rain, they would just take everybody off the course. So, ah. Uh, not the summer showers. Not those summer showers. Maybe, maybe in the south. Maybe if they were still playing in Canada, 
be a different ball game. Like they they would see the the clouds roll, and and it's close to the coast. Those are even the worst summer showers because it can be almost raining over the water and blow into you. Like yeah. you said, it could be complete sunshine, but the wind has got the rain coming in sideways from maybe 15 miles away and it's hitting you. Can you imagine how hot it was after this thing rolled through? This 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 course, by the way, is like I said, it's awesome, but it's kind of like a swampy, swampy kind of looking area. It is. It's a gazillionaire that owns this place. Yeah. Uh, he He fronts the prize money for it. It's not a sponsored prize money event. That's his personal. He basically the winners get a personal check. Yeah, it's what that is. It's unbelievable um, because the PGA doesn't recognize him, so right. he he does all of it out of out of pocket. Uh, be good to know that guy. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be <laughs> friends with him. But yeah, so you know, after this too, so now you're soaking wet and it's just smoldering. Absolute. <laughs> He's Absolute got between misery. the water and the sweat on him. I bet his hands were so slick. Oh, my gosh. I bet he had it. Because you know the towel's wet now. Yeah. So he can't dry off. Mm. Unless they had maybe at one of the, you know, a lot of the holes, they'll have the stations. What do you do? Go in there and grab napkins? They didn't have, I'm sure they don't have, to, you know, because they always have like snack stations at, at like every three holes on a PGA Tour event. Yeah. So he's in there with napkins probably washing off. That's Just trying to get the moisture away. get a shot of that. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. That was, that was probably the top. You know, one of the top things that we uh, we saw this weekend yes. that we really like. But so Harry Higo or Garrick Higo, Garrick Higo from, Garrick. from South Africa mm-hmm. pulls it out in the end over probably one of the. <laughs> yeah. Did he pull it out or did it? Was he given a gift? <laughs> well, he he went under. He went <laughs> under par in his final round to get there. And then, uh, oh, boy, it was hard to watch. Uh, Chess and Hadley. That's two weekends in a row. Mm. The six-shot leader gets pulled off the course. The field is wide open two weeks ago. And this past week, Hadley just craps the bed. He man. had a two-shot lead with three to play. Yeah, we were we – were t- and these are pros, y'all. I mean, this is it, – it's pretty easy to, to – when they say, I just want to do fairways and greens, they can pretty much – if you know you got a three- or four-shot lead – I mean, you've seen guys – tee off with an iron just to have a fairway finder so they can just get yeah. out there and hit it again so they don't do anything stupid. Plus, they've seen the videos of Phil spraying it left and right when he's had a lead and him blowing it. But right. yesterday was – I had to watch the replay last night because of my six-hour round that I had to endure. Um, but And you told me – you texted me. You said this this is not going well for him, and it, <laughs> it did not. It was just as bad – after reading about it, it was just as bad seeing it late last night. Yeah, it was it was it was hard to watch. Uh, a couple of uh, buddies of mine texted, and they were they were joking because Chesson is sponsored by Bojangles. Yes, and they said those those uh, four cheddar bows at the turn are hitting hard right now. <laughs> he had a, a, a between he Bojangles had a bad weekend this weekend. Uh, even with me, after I get done playing golf uh, yesterday, um, I decided to. Uh, I text the wife and I said, "Hey, on the way home, uh, it's late. I know I'm. It's my it's my night to cook. So what do y'all want?" And uh, she said, "Oh, the kids wanted some wanted some chicken. So go buy Bojangles and get a box." Well, I get there to Bojangles, uh, and this may hurt us from getting a Bojangles sponsorship, <laughs> other than, or they may pay us to, to say something nice to them. Uh, one any of the publicity two. is good publicity. Uh, yeah, any rock star pub. So yeah. I get there and I get to the the microphone to the talk box and. I wait, nothing. I wait, I wait. I text my wife. I call my wife. She's not answering. I guess after she texted me to go get food, she left her phone and walked away. And so I'm getting nothing. So I'm like, well, I got to get them. They said they want a chicken. There's not a chicken place anywhere near here right now. So <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm stuck here. So finally he comes on. He says, yes, sir. Can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I need to do a AP's family meal um, with mac and cheese. And, and okay. Again, pause, nothing. And I was like, are we good? And he comes and he goes, yeah, it's going to be 30 minutes on that chicken. We got to drop it. And, um, and we close at seven. It's five after six. So apparently they don't want to cook chicken that last hour of being on the clock. They were rolling the dice. Yeah, they, they, were, were, they were like, well, there wasn't anybody behind me. So, it, I mean, apparently they ran to the window to see if anybody else was in line. They were like, Okay, let's just tell him that we ain't dropping chicken. Dude, I've experienced it. I used to work in the restaurant business, and when you close at 10 and it's like 9.30, yes. you kind of want to go ahead and get that 
kitchen clean yes. and this that, and the other and then that straggler comes in and it's like i want something fried and they're like god i know <laughs> i tweeted about it and somebody came on that worked in the food service industry and they yeah. said they worked at zaxby same thing happened yeah they had somebody come in and ask for a hundred wings at nine fifty five when they closed at 10 mm. now the manager on duty because apparently the customer service is a little different there right. because yeah. the manager's like let's drop a hundred wings so they dropped a hundred wings and and was it and and I said I said yeah but and you and had an he, hour to go you had an yeah, hour to spare I had an hour to spare I was like <laughs> what about anybody else that come and then I tweeted I was like and who closes at seven that's true when Jesus's chicken is not even open on Sunday yeah with Chick Fil A so you you've got a market there where you could sell chicken oh we got you got dinner time wrapped up <laughs> so yeah Bojangles Bojangles had a bad week between their sponsorship of. Hadley and him crapping the bed along with me waiting for 20. I should have just waited because I waited at the box for 20 minutes. What's another 30? Yeah, Yeah, I should have. I should have said, you know what? Yeah, drop it. I'll see you at the window. (laughs) I'll see you in 30. I'll see you in 30. (laughs) I'll see you in 30. I'm going to run over here to the tractor supply and and get a couple of things before I go back over there. Exactly. So a big prop, big shout out. Uh, good job, Garrick, for mm-hmm. for hanging on and winning uh, this Is that weekend. His first win, by the way. First win in his second PGA Tour start. How about that? I knew he was a rookie. He's a European. He played. He's played super well on the European Tour. Okay. And then this is his second PGA Tour event, and mm-hmm. he gets the dub. He got. A cool, there's a cool video of him getting a phone call from Gary Player. Oh, I'm sure. Um, just. Really, really cool. Really cool experience. Really cool to see that. And uh, Gary Player, the non dad bod. The non dad bod. No, he is not a dad bod. Eighty something years old. He's eighty something years old. He still does. Uh, uh, at between at, during the day, he said he's he's toned it down. He used to do a thousand sit ups and a thousand push ups daily. He's now down to I think either one is two fifty and one is five hundred. I'm not sure which is which. I think he does five hundred crunches and two hundred fifty push ups. That's ridiculous. I don't. He's eighty something years old. I haven't done that many in the last decade. I yeah, I haven't done that many since I was like twenty five. <laughs> uh, like total, like it, all. So I, he's he's a phenom. So good. That's pretty awesome to get a a text message from Gary Player. It's a phone call. He called him. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's cool. So moving on, we're going to give out our first Dad Bod Golf Pod Profit Star, <laughs> and uh, talk about John Rom. Mm. Uh, who tested negative twice in a 24-hour period, just like we said he would. Yep. <laughs> and he's been cleared to go play in the U.S. Open. So, in other words, if he didn't test negative, he was going to have to wait until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But we said there's no way this dude has coronavirus. He's already had it like two or three months ago. He tested negative like a 100 times that week before his round on Saturday. And, of course, he goes out. And he tests negative. He doesn't make a huge deal about it, but he throws up a tweet, and it's like a tweet of Rambo <laughs> putting on his headband, like he's ready yes. to go. He's ready to go. So uh, good for him. But the memes have been unbelievable. There's the memes have been great. Yes, they put uh, his head on Rocky's body, and it said, and it was when Rocky was running through uh, Philly, and it was yeah. like, this is John Rom <laughs> headed to the U.S. Open with everybody behind him, with all with the field behind him. Uh, it. You know, I, I talked to you a little bit about this, and, and we mentioned this at the at the last podcast. But what if this is John Rahm's not going to? He isn't. He isn't. He's not going to miss one point six million dollars. He probably was going to receive more in endorsement money. He probably his endorsement bonus, which is I, I tried to look it up. That there that's between he and his agent and his and his contract. So it doesn't say what he gets for winning, but they do get money for winning. Sure, because that just gives that gives them a chance to promote their product more. Right. Um. So. I don't know what it cost him total. One point six was the prize money uh, for the for the first place finisher, and so then you got to think probably another two million in endorsement money that he would receive. So you're looking north of three million easy um, that he would have gotten. What if this is what if this is Higo? What, yeah. if it, what if this is somebody that they pulled off the course before a final round with a six shot lead that's basically got one point six minimum in the bank waiting on them. All they got to do is not pull to Hadley in well, the last round. Let's talk about it. Like, thank goodness it was John Rom. Yeah. Like, if it's if it's Garrett Higo, I mean, these are the things. These are the other things that you lose. If it's any of the qualifiers. Yeah. Any of the qual- that, anybody. The the you know they had that one guy that local pro or whatever that 
uh, got in as an alternate yeah. that um, played really well. That played well and made the cut. What if this is him? You lose. These are the things you lose. First of all, 550 FedEx Cup points, which is big. That's that's for a win. You know that gets you uh, towards the. Uh, you gets you up the leaderboard. That literally throws you at this point in the season. Throws you probably in the top twenty five. Yeah, just exactly. that win throws you in the top twenty five. And you, you need your, you need points for the playoffs at the end. So you lose uh, five. Not just playoffs. They get the money. You know you got yeah. the grand prize winner, but then they still pay everybody underneath them. Right. I mean, uh, so you get sixty eight official world golf ranking points, which that jumps you incredibly high up the leaderboard. Which uh, world golf rankings. Uh, goes a lot towards the WGC events. Uh, it goes a lot towards majors. With uh, him being a, a South African President's Cup, if it would have been Higo in this position. That helps theirs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is the biggie. So This is ridiculous. The winning, this is one of the benefits. You get three plus, a, a, a three plus season exemption on the PGA Tour. So three years, you're exempt to play in every single PGA Tour event, which... If you can just go make cuts, that's a lot. You can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just play fifty-two events, make all the, <laughs> make half the cuts. You're you're well, when you get the three-year exemption. The uh, also the sponsors and endorsements come out absolutely because they know they got you for three years. So yep. they'll sign. So you you get a paycheck just for that. Yep, you get your uh, you get an invitation to play in the Masters the mm-hmm. next the next season and the PGA Championship. That's you guarantee yourself three years plus two majors in the following season just by winning that one event. It wasn't it a qualifier for the Open too? Wasn't they? Wasn't that automatic qualifier? I think Mirfield was an automatic qualifier for the Open. Possibly if yeah, they, if they sure. weren't already in the Open, if they had won it, I think it yeah, because Ricky, automatic. it was like if you ha- if you win it, you're that's in. right. Yeah. Ricky, yeah, they told Ricky he he would not have had to play the Monday qualifier if he would have won that weekend. So all of those things, like I said, thank goodness it was John Rahm and not somebody, not some young guy that's. Or, or not, not even just a young guy, some an older journeyman that's just been trying yes. to make it, and then this this rule that removes all common sense, so that like a monkey could make this rule, like it's literally, I mean, uh, could rule on this. It's yes. just, just let's take let's let's make it to where we don't ever have to make a hard decision. Well, and they've said that they keep going. Well, it's the rules. Well, the PGA needs to wake up, and USGA needs to wake up. That rule was set six months ago. They amended it three months ago, but it still can be amended again. Sure, because the amendment from three months ago was the whole: if you've had the vaccine, we won't test you. If you haven't had the vaccine, you get tested every single day. Right. So it's it's like, now let's not do that because they're all they're making them quarantine when they go to the tournaments. So if they haven't had the vaccine and they test negative on the practice round. If they're being quarantined the whole time, don't test them again. Don't make them test every day. Yeah. Like the, it, it doesn't make sense. Or and, if it gets so far, even if you're testing, if you get to the, if you get so far, like have have contingency plans in place of how to be able to let these guys finish finish the tournament. If they yes. start the tournament, it's one thing if it happens before the thing starts. Okay. You know, whatever, tough luck. If but if you're at the end, if, or if you're halfway through the halfway through the deal, or if you're three rounds in, especially if you have a six shot lead, with all the things that are on the line, with other than just money, like John Rom, one point six, one point six hurts, but it, he's not really. Hurt. He's not going broke over. He's that. not going broke over that. But it's the the three years of exemptions, the major invites, the things that he he more than likely would already have, but. Like we said last last time, you just never know when when it can just leave you or an injury occurs or, or yeah. anything like that. Like you just ne- you just never know. He said, "But think about the guys you mentioned the journeyman. Think about the sixteen spots that were available in Columbus, Ohio, for qualifying. The names that we've looked at: the Rickies, the Duffners, the Schwartzels, the, the all these guys that we saw on we see on tour every." you know, Thursday through Sunday, but that have won majors that have won that they're not playing in the U S open this right. weekend. Yeah. And think if that's one of them with a six shot lead. Think if you mentioned, think of this is Ricky who's got plenty of money still, but he's got, he's got to qualify to be in the open. Cause if he, if that's him with a six shot lead and he pops, he also didn't get to the qualifier on Monday. Cause they said that they, you had to, you had to do like seven days quarantine before they tested you again. So 
he or ten days quarantine before they tested you again. So Ricky, if that's him with a six shot lead with no invite to the open, they pull him off the course. There goes his invite. He can't qualify on Monday because they're not going to let him participate in the Monday qualifier because he's pop positive for COVID and he's got to be quarantined for ten days. And there's really not a whole there's not enough time because on Saturday that happened on Saturday, there wouldn't be enough time for him to test negative two times in a twenty four hour. No. There wouldn't be enough time. So yeah. You're you're big time. There's so many options. Big time. They they have got to amend this rule. And now that they're all together this week, because the the USGA gets together with the U.S. Open, because this is a USGA event. Uh, This is, I mean, it's a PGA Tour event, but the PGA does not run this. Uh, Like Jimmy said, and like we've talked with other people, the USG sets this course up. PGA doesn't. Right. So the USGA is there. Hey, can y'all sit in a room and fix this rule real quick? Yeah. Can y'all? I mean, on a on a random Tuesday, do y'all mind having lunch, breaking bread, and going, hey, we kind of messed up. Let's let's do this instead. And then just deem it so. Yeah, and they're trying to draw a hard line in the sand with an issue that's evolving every single yes. day as we're learning more about it. So And we they have, can't say grow the game of golf out of one mouth and then say, no, you guys can't play out of the next out of the right. next side of the mouth. They right. can't do that. So now that we got the serious part. <laughs> over with I got the funniest one of the funniest texts from a buddy of mine okay and he's like if you ever need good content for the podcast this is something you got to talk about and he sends me a picture okay and it says this is on a Monday okay and he's playing in a tournament on the <laughs> on the weekend okay so he's got six days his cart is just like immaculately packed He's got his he's got his beer already situated. He's got his shoes clean, his socks, his clubs clean. Everything's out ready for his tournament that's five days away. <laughs> and he says, "Why do I get this so? Why do I get packed so perfectly for golf a week in advance? And if I'm going to my in laws' house, I'm packing <sighs> ten minutes before we leave. I'm lo- leaving shoes, toothpaste. Yes." I'm le- there's been times I've gone on vacation that I'm I'm excited to go on vacation, but I'm not playing golf while I'm down there. Right. So I've even halfway packed, and I've I've told my wife she's like, "Do we forget anything?" I'm like, "I just buy it from Walmart once we get down there. I'm not worried about it." Yeah. Like, we're on vacation. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't take place on a golf trip. No. A golf trip is every like when I've gone on golf trips, and when everybody or all the guys arrive, every who you get stuck rooming with, you can look at all their bags, and everything is almost color coordinated, coded. Slash socks are here, shoes are here. Oh man, underwear, shirts, shorts. And as soon as we, it was funny because as soon as we went, we just got back from a trip. And as soon as we got down there, me and the, the guy that I room with, uh, Shoop, uh, we we both started unpacking and putting hanging stuff up so it's not wrinkled. Yes, so we can play and it's in good shape, so we look good on the course. I'll pack a steamer with me to go play <laughs> golf. Like I'm, I'm like so like meticulous. He walked in and he said, is there iron in here? Like, he immediately <laughs> said that because we were going to call down to the front and say, Have you got, can you guys send an iron up? And and we weren't even playing that day when we arrived. We were we got there late. We were going to be playing the next day. And he's, right. So he was like, let's see if there's not. So we can go ahead and call the front desk. Let's see if there's an iron in here first. So for Easter weekend this, this past year, uh, we went to my in-law's house for the weekend. And, of course, I pack like we leave on a Friday and at like 3 o'clock and I'm packing at – 2.30, like packing my bag. So, <laughs> you know, I think I got it. I think I got it knocked out. And uh, we get up to get dressed Sunday morning to go. Uh-oh. And I have two, I have one of each separate dress shoes, brown dress shoes. I have a loafer and then I have like, I have like a loafer and a lace up. Like they weren't even really that oh, they close. They weren't close. Oh. Even that close in my bag. And I was like, uh, I got a problem. <laughs> So I had like nice clothes and sneakers on for Easter Sunday. That is so awesome. And and on the way home, and she's like, my wife was like, you know, this was that was funny and all, but like, why why do you if you're going to play golf, you have your clothes clean, you have everything clean. I just wish you'd pack a little bit better when we go on trips like these. It's not it's not even trips. We do the same thing when we're playing locally. Oh yeah, locally, yeah, exactly. Like I got, you know, I got one buddy. We we die laughing. I got one buddy. That he's one of our regulars, and he will send us a photo the night before of what he's wearing the next day. Not to match, not for us to, just because he's so proud of what he has laid out. 
And not just that, here's the best part. And oh man, I hope he downloads this and listens to it as well. And so he sent us a photo one time. He's got his clubs in the living room where he's cleaned them and he's got them just sitting there. And I said something to him about, uh, I said about his wife, because their kids are gone from the house. It's just he and his wife. I, I said, does she have an issue with you bringing your clubs inside? And he said, yeah, she's mentioned it. And I was like, but you still do it every time? He goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something about sitting on the couch so, with a yes. little towel. You got your little toothbrush. Watching just, the replay of the golf channel. Yeah. So you like it. you're about to go play yes. an actual PGA event. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got to, and I mean, they're right dead center of the living room too. Like oh, yeah. dogs and wife having to walk around them whenever they go somewhere. Not the coffee table. His club, center of the room. I love it. I think well, it's fantastic. I mean, you don't want them to get rusty in the back. No, you know? exactly. You get them out, put a little baby oil on them, get them. I told him before, I said, so you you know you can, there's a couple of things you can explain to her. Because everybody <laughs> says, don't leave your clubs in your truck because it, it will make the uh, the glue will get hot. So your sure. grips will yeah. get weak. Uh, also, the glue will get hot down there towards the bottom on the hosel. So that could loosen your club. You can have an issue. You yeah. have a malfunction on the course. Fly that head off. Yeah, don't, That's and, a bad and feeling. And you know if you do that, you're not going to get it replaced. You just got about a whole new set of clubs. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah. So you can explain to her, hey, this is saving us money. Exactly. That's why I'm go. doing this. Uh, yeah, he... I, I love it. I love getting the text the night before whenever he plays with us because it's and he's a good golfer. Like he's he plays well. He's going to shoot in the in the mid seventies to low eighties every single time. Um, he's he just is he loves it, and that's yeah. what I love about it. he loves it. Yeah. So it it makes it fun, man. Yeah. So he ain't you, doing that when they go to their in laws. I can promise you. Yeah. For he's sure. not laying any of that stuff. Out. He's yeah. never sent us a picture of his suitcase the night before the in law. Visit. Yeah. Another thing on a golf trip, I'll pack like twelve outfits for like a like a for four rounds for like a four round yeah. thing. Like <laughs> like I need options. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> we had one outfit the last trip we went on. We we decided we'd do the whole dad thing and we wore matching. I'll put that on Instagram. I'll put I'll put my picture of our matching outfits. Yeah, uh, do we do matching shorts and uh and and shirts. So one of my outfits was taken care of for the day, and I still packed like twelve. Oh yeah. And and to. one of them is a is a dead giveaway. We all have to wear this on Sunday. Yeah. So that one's taken care of, and I still do twelve on top of it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But don't think it's just us. The pros do it too. Yes, they do. The pros do it too, and we have proof. Yes. And we're about to jump into our interview with Michael Johnson, like we said, former collegiate All American and U.S. Open qualifier. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Michael Johnson joining us, who's also, Michael, help me with this part. You're a U.S. Open what? Is it contestant? Is it participant? What do you call it? Or is it just you're just in the field? Are you just are you just a qualifier? Because that's how they're <laughs> going to refer to you on television. They're gonna go, he was one of the Columbus qualifiers. Uh, I guess I would just say player. Um, there you go. Contestant, yeah, participant. Um, I guess everyone will have a, a different word for it, but I'm just happy happy to be in the field. Heck yeah, man. We're 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 fired up for you. Um we should call Johnny Miller. He'll have an answer. He had an answer. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Always, he, he's always got it. He'll he'll correct us. <laughs> he'll tell us he'll time. tell us what it is. <laughs> That's right. Cool man. So you uh went off in uh local qualifying and then went to Ohio and went off in sectional qualifying and now you're headed to freaking Tory Pines to play in the US Open. How's that feel, man? You know, I was telling my wife that it really hasn't hit me yet. Uh, it'll probably hit me when I pull into Tory. Um, but it, yeah, it's just it's a pretty cool feeling just knowing that uh, I get to go play in a major championship. Oh yeah, I think uh, you know I was going to ask that. You know, at what point do you think that that switch will flip? It's like instead of being like, "Dang, I'm about to play in the U.S. Open," to "All right, I got to go out and win this thing." Yeah, um, it'll. You know, I, I don't really get caught up in the moment too often, but it'll be cool standing on the range in the first tee. And then I think after that, um, I'm, I'll try and focus on <laughs> just playing well. Absolutely. So uh, I got to know, like, the basic stuff. So, like, what's the schedule when you when you, when you head it out? I'm flying out tomorrow, tomorrow morning. I'll get there around lunch, and uh, I'll probably just, like, sign in and uh, – not do anything crazy tomorrow is just travel day and then i have a they're letting us practice sunday i have a tea time sunday at like one o'clock and then i will uh i'll just go from there i'll practice monday tuesday wednesday and uh get ready for thursday 
you got any cool um, pre-U.S. Open matches lined up with anybody out there, or you just is it just strictly let's go learn this course and and get after it? Yeah, I'm gonna try and try and learn it Sunday. Uh, yeah. I've been out there, and you know, it's, you know, a lot of people have played, but they haven't had a U.S. Open there since 2008, so right. not a lot of people have probably seen the golf course in this kind of condition, um, which probably plays to my favor, you know, because I. When they play in February, it's usually pretty soft. Right, right. That's a great point. But, uh, yeah, I texted. Um, I'm friends with Justin Thomas. Uh, I'm going to play with him and Gordon um, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Not quite sure yet, but uh, it'll be good to kind of hear them go through the practice round. and It'll be easy for me because I'll just listen to them talk about the golf course and what they want to do and what they don't want to do, and I can just listen. Well, that was one of my. That was going to be one of my questions too. Is when it comes to practice rounds like that, especially where there's focus in a major and that kind of thing, uh, has anybody given you like a rule of thumb? To, are you allowed? You don't want to overstep. Are you allowed to ask them questions? I know that you're friends, and I know, but uh, there there's some. Jimmy Green was telling us there's some things you just don't talk about, like you just don't ask. So I didn't know how that worked. Were you being, you know, buddies with friends with him? Can you? Can yeah, you? I would say everyone's different. Like I don't think Tiger. Give, gives out a lot of information, but um, yeah, the the good thing is if you play with Jordan, you know he he, he talks he he thinks out loud. So, <laughs> That's so true. Uh, you don't even really yeah, have to be, be talking. Uh, yeah, you don't even have to really be talking right. to him if you just kind of like hover around him. <laughs> just hover close. <laughs> he'll tell you the whole strategy from like the tee to the green. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Tori seems like every green is either sloped from left to right or right to left. So obviously you want you want to miss under the hole, under the slope. So right. that'll probably be pretty important. Yeah, so so you're leaving uh, on Saturday. We're recording this on Friday. So, uh, Mike, if I'm playing on like a Saturday on Monday, I already have like my outfit clean and, and, and laid out and ready to go. <laughs> so like, do you, are you already, you already packed, like sort of semi-packed, got, got your stuff lined up, ready to go? Or is this going to be, you kind of got to get home and get your bearings and figure it out? Or do you kind of already have an idea of, your your gamer your gamer outfits that you're ready to go with. Yeah, so I actually am already packed inside <laughs> all my golf stuff. So I'll, yes. I'll put that in the travel bag and it won't take very long. But um I packed before I headed over to Cartersville. It helped me sleep better, so Yes. Um, so even the pros it'll do be it. uh, even the pros it'll be do easy to <laughs> get there for it. Stuff like that. We were talking about that um, uh, before we called you. You know, us us hackers and us dads and dad bods. Whenever we're going on golf trips, uh, I just got back from Streamsong not too long ago, down right outside of Orlando, and I think I was packed for like a full week before we ever headed down there. Because my wife, she she makes fun of me. She's sitting there going, "We go see the in laws," and. She's having to drag me out the door, and I'm usually grabbing like a pair of underwear and maybe a T-shirt to go and, and not even packed. And she goes, you go on a golf trip with a bunch of strangers, and then all of a sudden you're packed an entire week out. What's that all about? Yeah, I mean, that's that's just how it works. Exactly. <laughs> and if I, was playing, if I was playing the U.S. Open, I mean, I don't even, I'm, I'm, I don't know how oh, I would have I would have I would have called my wife and had her packed. Like, when you qualified at Muirfield or up in Columbus, I would have I literally called my wife and said, start packing my stuff right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go. So, uh, speaking of which, uh, we talk about the qualifiers. Uh, he played locally, Callaway Gardens. Um, any, you know, a lot of people around here have played that course. Um, I told Kyle I was actually. I'm old enough that when the Buick used to be played there, uh, I used to go and follow the pros around because it just wasn't a well attended event, and they played that course, the uh, mountain course, because uh, the other one I don't think is quite long enough for y'all. So you you tore that one up and played well. It, is that when you realized you were kind of? I mean, shooting a shooting a sixty-seven, you kind of realized you were on the ups on the upswing of playing good golf right now. Like you, you want to get hot right around this time, right? Yeah, um, you know. So this year has been pretty golf-wise. I've played pretty well. Um, I played a mini tour event in February in Sea Island. I played well, finished like fourth or fifth, and then. I went down to Gulf Shores and played the main sprint and won by 15. Um, <laughs> and then the next week I went to Alexandria and played the main sprint and finished top 10. It was a big field. So I've been playing good this year, but I, um, yeah, I got through locals. Uh, I felt like uh, kind of the first time in my career where I felt confident enough to kind of say it out loud like normally I just keep stuff to myself but I was telling my wife it's like I really do think I can get through to sectional 
Hmm. That's awesome. So it is a confidence. Which is, which is, yeah, and it's very unlike my personality to say anything like that. Right. And then, of course, you go up to Columbus, and you're in a field. I mean, granted, there's 16 slots available, but when you look at the names that are rolling through the same time you were, any kind of starstruck moment hit you? or I mean, with you posting seven under rather quickly, I, that had to be a huge boost of confidence to know, hey, I'm in the driver's seat right now. Yeah, um, I, I didn't really get starstruck. I've been around um, a bunch of those guys, so... But I did play with Charles Schoenthal for 36 holes, which was pretty cool to watch him swing it because he's got a beautiful action. But um, no, I, I didn't really get starstruck, but it, it, was, it was pretty neat playing with Charles. I got a question about, about kind of like overall strategy and scoring. So there's no live leaderboard and stuff out there, right? Um, they actually did nine hole updates, but nine. Okay, cool. So you kind of – well, that kind of – yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy had said when he was uh, we we had Jimmy on the show. Jimmy Green. Uh, Jimmy Green um, last week. He when he qualified for the five, he did. He said that was the thing that always had you antsy and always got you nervous during the round because they didn't have any kind of score updates. And at least y'all's was well, you know, well attended as well, where you could even hear some people cheering in the distance. He said it was nothing. We'd be out there by ourselves, and you'd have no idea what was going on. Yeah, that that, that would be tough. Walk us through. You post seven under, then you also get through basically three-fourths of your round on the quote-unquote longest day in golf that got split into two days because of weather. What's going through your mind with four or five holes remaining as you you know, get ready to tee it up the next day? Don't blow this. Don't double bogey four in a row. Is that, that ever creep in? So I wanted to go out there and hit. I, I had three part fours left. I wanted to hit fairways and greens. And I only hit one green and zero fairways, so it didn't do that very well. But uh, <laughs> but you scrambled I, nicely. I, parted, I, I did. I parted in, um, so it all worked out. But yeah, it was it was a weird day. Obviously, played well the first eighteen, hit a great, uh, and that was a, a, definitely an easier golf course than Brookside. And then just didn't hit my driver in the fairway, so it was kind of a hard score from there. But um, I had a good back nine. I think I shot. I don't know, uh, one under. So, um, yeah, and then so we finished at 9.15. Nine and then I went back to the the hotel as quick as I could and picked up dinner and got in bed at like 11.30 and then had to wake up at 6 and go finish four holes. So the the first round, I want to talk about your first round real quick because I just looked at your scorecard and it just kind of blew me away. Did you start on the front or the back nine? I started on the front. So you start off birdie. And then you get to hole five, and it's a par four, and you make a two. Like, at that point, yep. you, have, you have to be riding high. Then you go two holes later, and you eagle another. You eagle the par five, number seven. Tell us about the two. What? How Would you hole out yeah. from the fairway? Did you drive the green? What happened there? Yeah, so start, I started on one, and then one under two, three, and then we had a three-hour paint delay. Oh. So we uh, warmed up again. I went back out on four, made par. Then on five, I hit a driver and a fairway bunker, which was fine. That's, um, you know, that's, it's kind of better than being in the rough. Yeah. Um, and then I had like 130 yards and just Dunked hit it, it up a, hit a wedge up a big slope, and it spun in the hole like a putt, which was awesome. <laughs> did, um, you, did you see it going did you see it? I did see it going. Yeah, it was. It's was, it was one of those like I was watching it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is going to go in, and which like <laughs> you would never say that from the fairway. Yeah. I was like, I think it's going to go in, and then it went in, and then on uh, seven, I hit in the rough, had to lay up on a par five, and had like 70 yards. Um, it was actually 75 yards, which is one of my favorite numbers, and I kind of the same thing, just hit a nice wet shot in there, and it trickled in. Um, so you hold yeah, out that, twice. At, at that, I did, yeah. At that point, I was like, okay. It's meant to I be. I need to settle down, and <laughs> yeah. I need to. I really need to take advantage of making two eagles. You, you don't need to throw up on yourself at this <laughs> point. That's all you're thinking about, right? Is Charles just looking, yeah. at, is Charles just looking yeah. at you right now like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, this how, dude's holding out yeah, from everywhere. Yeah, that conversation go at the end of it? Did, did Schwartzel, did he just look at you and go, Bro, that was a hell of a round of golf. Yeah, he kind of he kind of looked at his caddy. He's like, "Can you believe this? This is crazy." <laughs> but um, no, Charles was kind of in the zone. Uh, yeah, 
that round because he, he didn't play as well as he wanted to there, but he played great second 18. Oh, God, he um, had like but, he had like one, two, three, four, five, six. He had like nine birdies in the second 18. Good Lord. Yeah, he, he had the old uh, – Putter change on the second 18. He changed putters. Oh, mid, oh in wow. a qualifying round, he changed putter. That's amazing. I guess if it wasn't working, oh, yeah. something be- worked for him. He's, he's smarter than the rest of us. So he benched the gamer and said, let's yeah. go to the backup. That's great. Yeah, he was he's using an arm lock, and then he went to a traditional putter. Have you experiment, uh, experimented with that yet, the arm lock? Yeah, I do have one. Um, it just it doesn't fit, fit me very well, and... Uh, I don't know. It's hard for me, like, to adjust. Like, yeah. if I don't, if I don't line it up perfectly, like, I have to start all over. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. It, it, it's pretty good inside ten feet, but when I have like a forty footer, I feel like I'm not deficit. I want to just, I want to continue to brag on you a little bit about this field. So, the the playoff for the second alternate, the playoff for the second alternate. You're talking Keegan Bradley, Jason Duffner, Podrick Harrington, Ricky Fowler, and you're just sitting there on Easy Street, just cruising, ready to go. I mean, I'm telling you, this field was just absolutely slammed, and uh, I'm just so I'm just so proud and happy for you for getting getting through and playing like you did. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, like I said, uh, I definitely wanted to go there because there's 16 spots, 16 spots. Um, and I felt like I was playing good enough where. If I play good today, I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get through. But obviously, you have to go out there and execute, which is the hardest part. Yeah, Jimmy had told us it's uh, the way he put it, and it makes total sense. Is playing in a field like this, he'd rather play against, you know, a field of Tiger Woods uh, when there's 16 spots available than you 100 know, amateurs. Yeah, like we talked about 100 amateurs over in Hilton Head with only two spots available. Right. Because um, you know. Only two guys are getting through, whereas here you just got a better chance of getting through. But it you do better your chances when you hole out from the fairway twice. Yeah, oh, fairway bunker. <laughs> yeah, fairway, yeah bunker fairway bunker and the fairway. That, that's awesome. That's man. a dot. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, yeah. I, my dad, my dad said that would have been a, some expensive trash. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> oh my god, There's no doubt. <laughs> you just just rake it. You're literally you'd be grinning. Not only were you grinning just for making it, but if you yeah, you had anything going on the side, you'd be grinning all the way up to the green to pick that up. My God, what is a Sandy Eagle birdie? Pay, know, or Sandy man. Eagle. I, I, I guess it pays like I think it pays like a thousand dollars. You got to consider who we play with. You got to consider who we play with versus who he plays with. We're not going to see very many of those. That's true. That's true. So uh, I guess uh, talk, moving, switching gears, and talking about uh, you know the U.S. Open now. I mean, have you have you played Tory before? Have you played the South uh, Course? No, before? I, I have not played Tory. Um, my caddy has been out there a couple times. Um, but it, like I said earlier, it'll be interesting to see the setup because it, it's not going to be like it's set up for the farmers. That's true. So the, a lot of these guys, I, I kind of that that was a great point earlier. You know, they play in the farmers. Uh, you know, they may play in the farmers every year, for, and I guess it's so 2008. So we're talking like 14 or 13, 14 years since they've had a U.S. Open there. Mm-hmm. They're they're used to it playing like it's playing and then so it's going to be like a, a completely different experience so you're kind of going in there without any preconceived notions of how it's supposed to play or how i've been playing it the last five six years so it you know yep. you could look at it like you do have a little bit of an advantage and one of the questions you already answered i was going to ask if your caddy your caddy situation if you're going to use a guy uh caddy so you you got your guy he's already boots on the ground out there yeah he'll be out there Sunday. Um, he's in Arizona, uh, and so I I had a caddy for probably two and a half years on the Corn Ferry Tour, and um, he's actually an Auburn grad, uh, and he came for Scott Songs for a long time, but he, he got paralyzed, and he, he's not paralyzed anymore. He's doing great, but um, he's done with caddying, which is probably smart, but um, this guy helped me. The jury is going to caddy for me. Okay for me uh, when I got some spots in 2016, um, and we we've known each other for a long time, so it'll it'll be fun to catch up. Awesome, y'all. Have y'all been together long enough? Like you got your own lingo. Like he knows he knows what you're looking for. You know what he's what he's looking at, so you know what to ask and and that sort of thing. Yeah, and me and Jerry are very similar. We're both um, in a few words, um, <laughs> so uh, not a lot of wasted energy in talking for us. Uh, 
yeah, Jerry, he's a competitor, and uh, but he's super calm, which is great for me. It, it, it'll be fun to get back out there with him. So when do they release, like, tee times, pairings, things like that, or have they already done that? Um, for a normal tour event, yeah, I know it'll be Tuesday afternoon. I'm not sure how the USJ will do it. I would imagine Tuesday, maybe earlier, just for, like, TV times. Like, because the USGA usually has the power group of the, the major winners. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm really hoping they put Brooks and Bryson together. But, <laughs> I was just we have already discussed that. that, that we've said that it, it works out perfect because both of them are major winners, both of them open winners. You know, the USGA loves to put open winners together and then stick some yep. – poor amateur with them that's going to be silent not know what to say the entire time so i kind of feel bad for ever who the am is that's going to be paired with them because that's what's going to happen if yeah. they, if they pair them together or would the usga do its somewhat snooty thing and be like we don't want to make this a sideshow so we're not going to stick them together i think it goes one yeah, way or the other yeah i would see i could see option number two just because the usga they tend to want all the focus and attention on the golf course Right, and how hard they've made it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Well, they, Shoffley, they, I saw a video of Shoffley yesterday, Xander Shoffley, because um, he's one of the ones that plays in the Farmers quite often, and he was talking yeah. about the difference in the setup. And, of course, the rough is already – they've already made it ridiculous. So not that you weren't aware of that already, but um, he was he was talking about how things are completely different than what it was in, what, February, I guess, is yeah. when, they, when they played. And he did the obligatory – Hey, watch me drop this ball in the rough and watch it disappear. Yeah, tweet video so <laughs> that yeah, you see. So that you see every that, year. And that that's kind of I guess I'm going to call it an advantage for me because I'm just going to show up and everything will be normal to me. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, exactly. So like I'm not going to have to be like, oh, you know, normally this ball will spin from here, but I'm sure it'll be firm. So like I'll just know that it's firm. Like I don't. So. Yeah. That'll be. I'll, I'll call it an advantage, but we'll see. I think no, so, I, yeah. I think it, it was this past uh, week when they were in Ohio um, at Jack's place because he completely redesigned everything, and he heard all the veterans that have played there complaining about how things were different. And then when you saw some of the rookies that were out there, like the Marikawas of the world, they yeah. were like, "It's just just a normal golf course, man. It's right. it, it is what it, it is what it is when you get out there. There's definitely something to that. Yeah." yeah. And I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm banking on that. I'm banking on that for you. So uh, we're looking forward. Yeah, I to mean, it. I played a basically main tour event at AU Club um, this summer or last summer, and yeah. um, everyone's like, "Oh, that'd be great, home field bands, whatever." But if you ask any of my friends, I have a bunch of demons around AU Club just because <laughs> I've played it so many times. So do I. So do uh, I. I think we all. I think I think, I think we all do. Uh, ours are. Uh, Ours probably maybe even have something to do with the Miller Lights that we have that you weren't partaking in during the tournament. So we can't, you can't blame right. it on that, but we can. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it, that was the McKenzie Tour. Isn't that right? Isn't that what that was? That was the uh, local IQ. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The local IQ, which uh, I guess was the McKenzie and the Latin together. And yeah. Combined but, them together. Yeah. Um, and then this summer it's going to be the Forum Tour. Yes. Right. Right. Yep. So um, we talked about that. Yeah, Jimmy well. talked about the invite because they're needing some volunteers to go out there. So, um, and and Kyle, okay. have already we've already reserved a slot for eight a.m. Monday morning to go out and play in the same conditions. I, no, I'm, I told him. <laughs> I told him I'm not going out there. He said that they can't cut the rough for like a week prior, and where, where they had to have the greens rolling and this that, and the other. And I told him, let me know when that's over. Let yeah. me <laughs> text me text me when they when they cut all that and let me know when that's over and I and I'll get back out there. So <laughs> Yeah. But cool man, we'll, we don't we don't need any any more demons. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So Mike man, we really appreciate this. Uh we're really pulling for you. I'll have you start on my PGA Tour app and we'll be we'll be following along with you and you know, giving updates and things like that. So uh be careful. Have safe travels and uh, and bring it home for us. And don't forget about us when you when you if you yeah, go out after, there and pull after, it. After you go out here and win this thing, don't forget. Just re, just remember the Dad Bod Golf Pod gave you a shot, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, no, thank you for for having me on to both y'all. And um, it's great to talk to Auburn people as always. And um, I'd be more than happy to come back on uh, when I'm in Auburn for the uh, the form tour. That'd be great. We'll I be, love it. We'll be looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, bub. All right, man. Be safe. We appreciate it so much.
Yeah, thank you. Again, that was Michael Johnson, former Auburn golfer, All-American Auburn golfer, headed to the U.S. Open this weekend. Uh, good luck to him as he's got, you heard, cool stories. He's going to be playing with JT and Jordan. I mean, he went from qualifying to now he's hamming it up with the pros on a yes. on a U.S. Open course. Unbelievable. We're so, pulling for you, Mike. We are. Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. You've been listening to... The Dad Bod Golf Pod, always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.